You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to another exciting episode of your show. That's right. It's the Kickout Crew. I uh, want to thank everybody for uh, all the positive feedback from last week's episode. Hope everyone had a fantastic Thanksgiving. And uh, can't wait for uh, to see what shenanigans we get into this week. Uh, be sure to follow us on all of your social media and watch video episodes exclusively on Premier Streaming Network. And uh, speaking of Premier Streaming Network... Well, uh, if you notice, we have an extra face on the screen this week, and uh, it's our buddy Efren. You may know him from the game event. You may know him from IRFB. You may know him from all other sorts of projects, but uh, we want to welcome Efren to the show. Uh, Efren, uh, you know, welcome yourself. Thank Thanks you, guys. Thank you for having me. Happy Survivor Series debut on this day, mm-hmm. 37 years ago, 36 years ago. Hi, how was your holiday, everyone? <laughs> Man, I for this, I have been waiting for this. <laughs> I have a story to tell. So, um, you all tried to book me, Brad Stanton. I'm looking at you, hmm. and you asked me to come on a couple months ago, and I said, "I uh, let's just say you tried to book me for November 1st. And I say, he goes, uh, will November 1st work for you? I go, well, you know, my, my father just passed away. I need a little more time. Uh, can you give me some time? Devin, do you know what he said to me? No problem. I do not. I understand. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll we'll give you that. How's 2 p.m. today? That's perfect. <laughs> so this uh-huh. this is Go what ahead. it really this is what it really says. Uh, Dad's Devin, funeral this week. Give me know, a few. I'm mostly right. Go ahead. And uh, would love to come on after he writes that. By the way, and says when IRFB is announced in a few weeks. And I wrote so sorry for your loss on that day, and then didn't get back to him for five more days. And by the way, that was October. And I said, would you like to come over October 5th or 12th? And then on November 5th, he answered me (laughs) and said, Oh, while I find this. (laughs) I just keep looking. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Tell the story. Give him some more time, Brad. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah. See, nice try, pal. Nice try. 
You're 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 picking on the wrong one of the group here with oh, the uh September 16th. <laughs> Hi Efren, with the exception of next Thursday, are there any Thursdays you would be available to be a guest on the kickout crew? And I wrote Monday, I go, hi, dad's funerals this week. Give me a few after that. Would love to come on when uh, in the next few weeks. And he goes, so, so sorry for your loss. How about the five days later? 12th of October. <laughs> Did it not say that? Two exactly. weeks later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, everyone on my side, please shout. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, lose, no problem. That's right. the Richard. That's the Richard coming out. Yeah. He's coming out early now. Thanks a lot. <laughs> That's the Richard Richardson coming out. Uh, it's, I mean, it was fun. It, it's great to be here. <laughs> it's great to be here with, with you guys. And yes, you too, Brad. Okay. <laughs> Episode 84, baby. Here we go. So we have some tw- questions for you, Efren. But before, and usually I do a rant and Stanton. If you've listened to the show, I should know you Let's have a few go, times. Let's rant and stand. But uh, I, I didn't put it on here because I honestly thought, I don't know. Outlines uh, when Efren on, I don't think usually work out. When you were on uh, the Pondwater Dave show, wrestling with Pondwater Dave, I know Amy was about halfway through her trivia, and it was forty minutes into the show, so I didn't know how much I should add to this uh, to this outline. But I do have one thing to rant about, and it's not right. about you, Efren. Even though your rant was about me, it's not if about you. you. Make it about me. I can take it. You know why? Because I have your I have your tweets up or <laughs> your, your direct messages up. So. Nobody likes waiting in line. That is for sure. Nobody likes waiting in line. But one of the worst lines you can wait in, and this happened today is the pharmacy line. So I have to st- stop at the pharmacy and get my stuff b- before I go somewhere else. And I had about a half hour window, but then I see the drive through and I'm like, man, I really like to not get out of the car, but guess what? Someone pulls ahead of me real quick. And I'm like, well, usually there's five or six cars there. I'm going to go ahead and wait for this one. But you know, the drive through is even a worse of a pharmacy line than the pharmacy line inside. So I'm sitting there and she's arguing with the guy. She's arguing with the, not the pharmacist, whoever is handling her. And she's showing him a list. And he's handing it back, showing her list, and she's on the phone. So now 10 minutes have gone by, and I got two cars behind me. And I'm thinking, do I get out of line at this point? Or do I just do I just make it happen? Do I keep going? I keep going. I said, there's no way. There's no way. How much longer could this really be? Another five minutes go by. I'm out. I'm through a busted open episode. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Now it's quarter till. I have to be somewhere in 15 minutes. Do I get out? So she starts moving forward. I'm like, all right, never mind. It's all good. And then she stops. And then she hands the list back again. And then she gets back on the phone. I'm like, man, I'm going to kill this woman, right? (laughs) So then finally at 26 minutes, I say, I I can't wait anymore. I can't wait anymore. Now I'm going to go in. So I pull up next to her in the window. I'm like, you know, there are other people here. Other people here. This is the reason you go in. The reason you go inside the pharmacy. So I park. I go in the pharmacy. Not a soul waiting. Not a soul. No one's in line at all. However, however, there she goes, driving right by. She's done. And then the guy next to her, driving right by, done. But the, the moral of the story is this. Do not go through the drive-thru at the pharmacy. Go inside. At least two people are working at the time. Ran over. You see me coming, right, Devin? You see me coming, right? Now, <laughs> how long did you wait? 26 minutes. Shorter than the amount of time it was for that story. what's the limit that you can order at starbucks in person because i was in front of a woman one time hi i have 15 drinks and they were all individual on on the individual individual post-its here i I don't know 
So what's the limit that you, I say four, if it's more than four, you have to order through the app. Yeah, I, was thinking five, I was thinking five, five is a good limit. A nice round number. I have been that person. I'm the runner for work and have brought a sticky note full of eight different drinks and had to say, Duncan, this is what I'd like. Can I get cup carriers to take all these back? Yeah, you should order ahead of time for that, Minnie. I order ahead every time because I, I can't deal. I, I'll say take my take your time. I'm on the clock, but it's not about, you know. <laughs> it's about the people behind you. Correct. I went I went to Einstein Bagels a couple of years ago on Thanksgiving morning. And you know, people who are out of town who want to get bagels for the house. The person in front of me, I swear, she said, Hi, do you have bagels? Like, yeah, yeah, we have. Oh, okay. <laughs> and do you have plain bagels? Yeah. Okay, so they have plain bagels. And cream cheese, do you have cream cheese? Yeah. That's extra. And, and what about everything bagels? Do you have everything bagels? By the time she finished those questions, the line was 30 people long. It's like the Mr. Mom's uh, at the deli, right? Can you go back to the ham, please? I know you're old enough for that. Don't tell me you didn't see Mr. Mom. It was Batman and that was it. Yes. <laughs> oh, and, and Ninja Turtles. Um, close, <laughs> yeah. yes. Nanny with muscles. I'm outnumbered on this one. Yeah. You were from the bit from the second the show started. What are we all drinking today, gentlemen? I have a shot number five and six of my ristretto coffee when you go to star who anyone here like espresso i drank it two times i like espresso i drink espresso ever ever it's all right you you, so you've drank espresso more times than you have said the name el gigante in your life right (laughs) yeah don't forget about lineage no during Josh Odom's uh, tribute on on Filter Free, the Josh tribute uh, twelve hour Mora, they were the this fine show was reviewing WrestleMania nine, and Mike Whitaker went through the the card oh, had a had a hiccup or two with the Hispanic wrestlers in the matches. But yeah, Tito's that's me and Frank were driving cross country. I think I believe I remember that. <laughs> Although Papa Shango wasn't wasn't. Hispanic, really. So, but good job. Yeah. I have a hard time with the English ones too. Yes, so. for sure. <laughs> when he said he had the word lineage and called it lineage, lineage. That Maybe. will always stick yeah. out to me. That's why I don't take no more notes. So I'm just uh, just a, I'm just drinking some seltzer water right now. Usually I have one adult beverage for this, but it's a little early. A little early. Superman logo on your. Oh yeah, on, definitely. Um, my least favorite superhero. Least favorite. <laughs> Yes. So behind oh. every other superhero, he's your least favorite. Yes. Go because dogs, baby. Number one right now. Go dogs. Okay. I'm sorry. One second, guys. I guess I was done talking to you, Brad. Ref, Adam, what do you have? Talk about your 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 uh drink. I just got Dr. Pepper. Talk, talk, talk about your cup holder. Now my cup, I got my birthday. My mommy got it for me. Because my oh, old one, the oh, stickers done like wrote ran off. What is that? 29 in a row for the Bulldogs? Uh, something like that. You know, after so many times you just quit counting because it's just normal after that. So. Hey, oh my God, another win. I don't have enough ink to, to keep track of it. 
Now, now I should buy a hat for every win, but I'd run out of space. Mm. All right. Well, okay. Devin, what are we drinking? Uh, right now, just a caramelized coffee, but it's almost gone. So I'll switch to some Coronas in a second. Real coffee. <laughs> nah, cold brew. What? Okay. Mike? Middle light. Oh, man, he's not wasting any time. Today. Not any time at all. Started at... Hey, Mr. Elkarai. Oh, well, that is the cold, refreshing taste of natural light. Natural light. Mmm. Freshness. But the thing about him is, he was up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Nice <laughs> to you, James. So it is an evening for him. That's, at least that's, he's drinking in the that's evening. That's just a gimmick, right? No. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't put in eight hours. He can have his drink. When I used to work graveyard, uh, it was th- well, it's, of course it's a Thanksgiving story. It, I got off at one forty-five in the morning, and you can't buy alcohol here in Arizona after two. So I went to Circle K and they had one case of beer left and it was naturalized. So I bought an 18 pack for like $3 and went home, took a sip and it was the most disgusting thing I ever. And I walked right out to the dumpster and threw out the 17, the 17 and nine tenths cans <laughs> left that I had. My goodness. That was, what are you, what are you pointing at Devin? I'm opening my Corona with my Jim Ross cup holder. Oh, that's nice. I don't know. It's a bottle opener. Bottle opener, Devin. Damn. A good cup opener. Natural. a cup opener. No, thank you. That's where we are. So let's get into the questions there, huh? Uh, wait, people wrote wrote in questions. Oh, I well, well, no, we have fan questions, but we have our questions too. Oh, excellent. So. First question is this Mike for the 12 Whitaker days of Christmas. Asks, why are you so mean to me, Efren? <laughs> and then, uh, Devin, I know you got a bunch over there as well. So, oh, yeah. What are you asking for for Christmas this year, Efren? Um, health, world peace, love. Are we talking material? Yeah, absolutely material. I want to know what you want. <laughs> There's one thing I have wanted for three or four years. I will never get it. And it's... Uh, and. It's on sale this week. It's biggest, it, it, it's biggest sale ever, and it's a thousand dollars off. Ooh. Right? Yeah, that's how expensive I. So that, yeah, right. <laughs> it's these custom in-ear monitors that have twenty-one drivers per ear. So your your standard AirPod has one driver to put all the music in. This has twenty-one drivers, and it's like three thousand dollars. And this that's on sale for two this year. That's the one material thing I've wanted for three or five years i won't get it sometimes you got to buy your own christmas gift i've realized that or i could come on shows and ask you to buy it for me let's see yeah sure yeah, i mean i'm a, throw a little way it'll be a way away. Away. <laughs> <laughs> all right go ahead Devin. all right so question number two uh my first one what was little efren's childhood dream job do you not know this? Really? Ever since no. I was three, I wanted to be a professional wrestling official. Referee. Andre Hulk. <laughs> Adam putting his hands up. That's That was my dream. Andre Hulk, WrestleMania three. 
my eyes are on Joey Morello the whole time. That whole opening with him face with them facing each other and Joey just walking around them, kicking out the trash like it's no one else's business. And Joey's the star of that match to me. And now you're co-hosting with one now, of his childhood best friends. Now I co-host with uh, Mike Kyoto, IRFB, premiering Monday night, uh, November 27th on Premier Streaming Network. Episode one, Candice Michelle versus Beth Phoenix. Do you remember that match? I do. It, How about you, James? <laughs> yeah, there's an injury in that match, actually. Wow. Do you Do you like that match, James? Why? Uh, yeah, I do. And uh, I can't wait to watch and see uh, what gets talked about. This, These matches <clears throat> will be the definitive... Uh, on uh, Please, ego talking left. These will be the definitive companion pieces to these matches. When you talk Candice Michelle versus Beth Phoenix, you will think about this podcast. When you talk Goldberg Undertaker from Super Showdown, you will think about this podcast. Watch-alongs prior to tomorrow's show. And we've really dialed it in. Our first one was Kurt Angle versus Shane McMahon. The street fight. There we go, baby. That's on there right now. Uh, Shane McMahon versus Kurt Angle, the street fight, which is now available for free on YouTube. And uh, watch-alongs when you... When you put them on, you usually, you know, go get a coffee, go get a natural ice, throw it out and get another uh-huh. one. Uh, but right, right. This one is borderline virtual reality and completely immersive. You can, if you do it correctly, you have the match on your television screen and us playing through your ear. And your whole world involves that match. For 40 minutes because we're going to pause and freeze in the moments and go into deep deep it's watch alongs like you've never done before there are three people in the ring one of them is talking directly to you about every single second i mean not about the steak sauce you bought last week or what are you getting for christmas it is hyper focused on the match through his eyes I think it's a great concept. I think it's going to really, really, really take off. And Kyoto's great. Oh, you got my, you got my attention 100% because, you know, because I get to learn more, you know, because I get to listen, like, his reactions to different stuff because just doing it independently, you don't hear a whole lot in the earpiece, but I can't imagine being, you know, professional, what he had to go through in different scenarios and whatnot. So I'm, I'm already, like I said, I'm already watching the first one. It's great. Did you watch the first one, uh, Shane versus Kurt? No, I just found it. I will watch it as soon as we get it done. I started watching it, and then I forgot we had to record. <laughs> I was about to watch it 10 minutes before, but then I remember the match was, you know, 30 minutes. Real, real quick, Efren, for those at home that maybe aren't wrestling fans, what does the name IRFB even mean? IRFB is a take off of the referee's IFB earpiece. So, as you can tell from the logo, the RE is in different is it yes? It is based on the earpiece that the referees communicate with in the back, and what Kyoto is being told, and sometimes what he isn't being told. And you're going to see matches where he has one, but he can't communicate with the back because the technology is not out yet. 
and he's going to talk about how he's begging them to 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 be able to to because you'll see him giving x symbols left and right and trick but he can't talk back to them and then sometimes like i said when he is talking to them they're not responding why you're going to find that out uh in when we discuss undertaker goldberg from super showdown the four matches tomorrow night we or november 27th it's candace michelle versus beth phoenix week two is undertaker versus goldberg week three randy orton versus brock lesnar from SummerSlam, and week four mick foley versus randy orton the street fight from backlash all amazing matches man yeah there he's all different he's he's great he's you get to hear about kyoto doing what he does every second it's fabulous sounds like a fully loaded first month and it's it only gonna it's only gonna last four weeks, uh, and we'll see what the response is. But I I think it's gonna be pretty great. I I really believe it. I have asked uh, Kyoto multiple times about that Brock and Orton match, and he has always kind of danced around giving me an answer. So I really can't wait to watch that one. What What have you asked? Just like what what really went down and what happened and what's uh what was part of it and what was not part of it. And you know, what was being said, what wasn't being said. Like I've tried to get like, what, what caused all that to happen? Like what's, what's the backstory. And he's kind of really never given me a straight answer. So I kind of want to really want to see what that's about. Okay. What do you think happened? I, I don't know. <laughs> Cause was he told to bloody him up or was he just like going into business? I have absolutely no idea. I really don't know either way. I think I think Brock's a pure professional, and I think that it was all planned. I don't think it was meant to be as bad, but I think it was all planned. I think he was meant to bust him open because Brock is so damn good. If he wanted to open you up, he would. But if I think he he he's good enough to, okay, well we're not gonna do it this time. He wouldn't have done it. I don't see him going into business for himself. Mike, I think it was planned between both of them. Maybe nobody backstage, but between Brock and Randy. Brad? I agree with Mike 100%. Devin? Uh, honestly, I'm not sure, but I do know that Chris Jericho was extremely pissed when he was watching it on a monitor, and at, he was pissed at Brock Lesnar when he came in the back. So I'm interested to see if uh, Mike Kyoto heard or saw any of that uh, confrontation. Like CM Punk pissed? Like with the glass? <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to talk about punk last night? Ooh. After I, well, All right, so let's go question four here. Efren, okay. What is your reaction to CM Punk returning <laughs> to the WWE? Just came up with that one, did you, Devin? <laughs> <laughs> I think the execution was absolutely flawless. I have been saying for years that they should introduce someone when the copyright logo comes on at the end. And I, I guess they've done it before. They did it with Bray. They've done it a few times in NXT with love and respect to Bray, really. CM Punk's on a much, much higher level. So I, I really, I always thought he was coming back last night. Even when I said copyright came up, I go, man, I'm completely wrong or this is perfect. And bam, now he should have come out 
they should have wheeled the the Survivor Series egg out, and in and really, they should have just played Cult of Personality, but instead of having his logo up, the question marks on the Survivor Series egg uh, on the platform were all in punk colors. And then they wheel him out and have crack, just anticipation. And then he pops out with his shoulders up out of the egg. The place would have gone bonkers. Flawlessly, flawlessly executed. And Hunter said, people are not the same person they were from 10 years ago. That is correct. It's Monday morning now. Last night was last night and it was perfect. You're right, people. I hope I'm not the same person I am 10 years ago. I hope I am better. But what about three months ago? Right. <laughs> Are you the person from three months ago? That they have a whole AEW has a whole Saturday show that was based around him. This is not the first time that he has gotten uh in trouble with the people he has been with. I just saw here people are posting tweets from from years past he posted something with Miz uh Miz wrote oh sorry I didn't change the culture du hashtag WWE backstage and then there's a tweet from Punk go suck a blood money covered dick in Saudi Arabia you fucking dork there can't the whole world cannot be happy that he's back no. So we'll see. But it only has been three months. And the number one guy in AEW, Tony Khan, let go because he said, I, I can't do it anymore. He is a cancer and to this locker room and we need to do something. That's a fact. That's why he got rid of him. You, you would not get rid of him for any other reason. But what if Jack Perry would have behaved that night? And that never would have happened. Last night doesn't happen. So flawless perfection last night introducing him. Yeah, because we were doing like a live watch along. And I think a couple of guys, when they seen the logo pop up, they were like, all right, guys, y'all have a good night. And right. all of a sudden the music popped up like, oh, shit, we's about to log off. Right. And so, yeah, it even got a lot of us. Cody posted his schedule uh for, for the next uh, month, let me tell it to you. Uh, Riyadh, uh, South America, Pennsylvania, Columbus, Ohio, Johnson City, Tennessee, Roanoke, Virginia, Washington, D.C., Evansville, Canton, Ohio, Saginaw, Grand Rapids, Chicago, Peoria, and Nashville. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. That's 13 bookings in the month of November. Nashville being this coming up Monday as we record. You think Punk wants to go back to, to the, when he was only working one day a week? That was one of his big problems is how much they worked. So what's your opinion, guys? I think that I, I think that they have a really good thing going in WWE right now. I, I have all the momentum in the world, and this is not just my opinion. I, I think it's a common opinion. I don't think they need someone like this to help them sell tickets to, to put them in the next, they were already there. And I, I think the only thing that this can do for them is bring them down. Yeah. Yes. It was exciting last night, but it was exciting a long time ago too on rampage. And uh, that didn't quite work out. So I, I just don't, uh, I, I don't know why they do this. I don't, I didn't, I don't know why they do this. 
I'm going to say we're out to see. See where things go. Especially the aftermath. You got the video with Seth Rollins. Was that a work or was that a suit? That had to have been a work because you don't have Michael Cole holding you back. <laughs> True. Exactly. So that's a professional. Now, what they should do, <clears throat> you keep him, you keep Punk and Cody completely away from each other until the Royal Rumble. One eliminates the other, blah, 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 blah. Cody's in the ring. Here comes Punk. And they have this walk around right in front of the WrestleMania logo as an FU to, you know, the other company. Him, the two of them, and Jade. What does AEW need to do to change things? A lot. Uh, start telling better stories. Well, you you don't let go of huge stars. Uh, you don't let go of Jay Cargill, for for one. And you you if you're going to tell a story, continue to tell it. I, I I do think that there's just a lot of start and stops. So some, uh, Garcia is a perfect example for me of someone you have in the championship match, and then he's getting beat to death three matches in a row. I still think they have a great cult following. I, I, I don't think they'll grow until they start doing more of that. You make a star, you keep her. <laughs> that, to me. How do you how do you how do you let a superstar like Jay Cargill go? Give her everything. You don't let Punk go unless he is detri- detrimental to the company, the locker room. Period. That being said. If you go back to that first press conference with where Tony goes off on, he went off on Bischoff, right? Because Bischoff said that Punk had never drawn this and that and and wasn't going to do anything. And Tony says, that's effing BS. And goes on a two-minute profanity-laced tirade on how Bischoff is wrong and how Punk has done so much. If you're CM Punk, your boss has just said, I've got, I have your back to no end. Well, what else is he supposed to think? So why else wouldn't Punk think he was empowered to do what he did the next month with the fight? That's what I always thought. I agree with that because like CM Punk, it honestly felt like there was no one, uh, I don't want to say controlling him, but no one that was able to like, calm him down or like relieve him of the anger that he was obviously building up in AEW or uh, in WWE. There's going to be people that I believe will be there to help do that. Whether or not him and triple H have mended all their, like their entire relationship or like, it's other people. But I feel like CM Punk's going to obviously, I think he'll be at a minimal, like a uh, minimal appearance basis. Like you were mentioned, he's not going to go on that same schedule that Cody's going on right now. He might only do four or five matches in a year. And I think he's going to only be brought in for certain storylines. But Who does less matches? Roman or Punk? Roman. Oh, Roman. Roman, 100%. Punk. I'm saying Punk. I guess he's not the devil, by the way. <laughs> you don't know that. Maybe they're forbidden to see him Punk. <laughs> see, he should bring out that big red, that red bag he never unleashed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Bobby Heenan, I got a title in here too, but never show it because 
what MLW is still suing them for antitrust stuff, right? So, well, you that is genius. He yeah. should bring the bag out. Yeah, but say, what would y'all do if he brought the AEW belt on Raw? Well, well you never WWE should. be sued, but you know what's in here, right? Yeah, and you know I can't take it, but you know what's in here. Blah, blah. I am the champion. Blah 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 blah. I'm the real champion. Yeah. A Royal Rumble just or WrestleMania season started last night as the show was going off the air. Love it. That's what Survivor Series is. You start me when Owen got bumped off off the apron. That started WrestleMania going into 10. Stuff like that. That's why I loved Survivor Series. I'm glad it's, it's must watch now because there for a little while it got stale and they wasn't fighting for nothing. Now, the past couple of years, Survivor Series has just went above and beyond in my eyes. I'm glad it's better. Do you yeah. think Punk wanted to get fired from AEW? And that's why he did what he did? That's not my place. Uh, yeah. I mean, he had it made, though. I mean, why would you? He's, he's making... Kill him money. Didn't, I don't have to wrestle much. He had it made. Why would you want to? What was, what was the reason he got fired? Because Jack Perry was using real windshield glass. Supposedly, so. he, he went after Tony. He lunged at Tony or something. And I think that was like the final straw. But let, let's go back. It was because he. They told him. Punk said, hey, don't use this windshield glass. And Perry's like, I'm not a, you know, whatever. I use real glasses. You shouldn't be using real glass. Mm-hmm. Ever. Did, yeah, that... did Shane McMahon versus Kurt Angle not teach you anything? Exactly. About- that goes right back to that. Right. It is unsafe. Well, that episode of IRFB hadn't been released yet, so Jack Perry didn't know anything about that. <laughs> you know, if you go, let me tell you, I've, I've never told this story. We're about to record that show, and I had a massive, massive technical meltdown. So I called, I, I can't believe I'm telling you, I called Kyoto in tears, saying I've had this massive breakdown, you know, the, with, the te- with the technical stuff, and me personally. I said, I need to go to Best Buy and me to figure out. He was so kind. He goes, take your time. There's no rush. La, la. So I went, so you'll see in that original episode on YouTube, my camera's not as good because I had to use some like $10 camera and I had to use some plug-in microphone and my my wireless mouse wasn't working. So as I reach into pause, I'm like this, three, two, one, freeze. And I have to reach the keyboard. Okay, go ahead. But the next four episodes, they're, they're so polished. JD Hoop did. Uh, some amazing artwork that that we go to quotes during during the match. I promise you, you're gonna love it. Question five. Yes. I knew it was gonna be like this. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. It doesn't matter. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do what we do. All right. We're just gonna have a good time. Devin, do you know what that was? Yes. What? Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, my friend. So the game event. That's on Premier Streaming Network and also previously on ad-free shows. Yeah. The game event. What is your favorite Efren game event moment? The first live episode, the live version at Top Guy Weekend. Hmm. Which you were all there for. Yes. That was amazing. Loved it. 
So loved it. No one knew what to expect. No one, every celebrity up there didn't have a clue what, um, you know, I, they told, oh, you know, we're going to do this game show, la, 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 you know, kind of family feud. Well, why are we doing this? And Karen says, well, why can't I be with my husband on the same team? And I'm trying to set it up. And I wanted, like, I meet them 10 seconds before. They're like, well, how do you want the teams, Efren? I go, I just need Eric on one side and Lori on the other in the same position. So if they're in position two, I, I need them in position two. Because the question was, okay, Eric, Lori, come up to the buzzer. Give me a word or phrase you think of when I say the name, Eric Bischoff. Bam, just written for them. That's not the moment. The moment what that was great was when Karen Jarrett came back for round two of the bonus round. And the original, and the question was, name something you take care of without question before you leave the house. And whoever was first said, uh, turn off the gas, turn on the alarm, this and that. So I'm facing Karen. And I said, Karen, name something you absolutely take care of without question before you leave the house. And without missing a beat, she said, my husband. And I went like this. <laughs> and I looked at the audience and gave them that, that Andy Kaufman Saturday Night Live pause moment where the laughter was just, I was spontaneous and real and just i felt my reaction not saying anything and looking with 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 a shade of disgust like are you kidding me hmm. raised that moment and i knew we had something what do you think of that first show loved it i loved it well, it was awesome so i got cold i had to put a jacket on i got cold <laughs> i got cold I thought, in the house sorry I I thought it was the highlight of Top Guy Weekend. If that's the one you're still talking about, I thought it was the highlight. That's yep. very kind of you. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was brilliant to go on at 9, 10 p.m. Everyone was a little sauced. Everyone, and yeah. I realized real quick because you know, on Family Feud, you can't shout out answers, right? That was gonna that was thrown out the window. There was <laughs> no chance that was gonna happen. <laughs> and it was a big hit this past week. That's this past year at Starcast, which that episode is all also available for free. Actually. Every game event that I've done a premiere is now available for free on YouTube. So we'll start. Wow. Right. Uh, the season two will be coming up next year where there's talk of, of a, making it a little bit bigger with people actually watching in person. Hashtag live with the studio audience, but we'll see. How can we improve it guys? Tell me what you love, what you think I, cause you know, I'm a former starving actor and now I'm just starving, you know, who has no confidence in anything. What, what, what do you love? What, what would you like to see? I do like the live audience. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Listen, the only thing that ever went wrong was the technical issues. And I always thought that added to the charm. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the game event without any kind of. Technology. Yeah, that was the charm of it all. We all. Oh my gosh! Oh, we love that. It's kind of like they're late. It's always it's expected. You know, at Top Guy Weekend, through no fault of my own, it started pouring and the power went out. Of course, it did three <laughs> times. 
And, you know, my software went, look, I, I always say this and I, with love and respect, and I always use road dog. Cause I don't know. I would love to have a road dog type podcast that could, where I could sit down and just talk about stuff. I, had, I, I, I've got software and I've got, you know, that stuff runs on eight bit software on, on the super Mario brothers software. Once you go from left to right, you can't go back to the left without starting over. So you gotta be real. So the software is very unforgiving, but the power went out three times. I'm like, okay, we're having a little issue here. And I swear as of right now, I heard someone with a similar timbre of voice next uh, that similar to yours, Adam, that screamed, it wouldn't be a game event without a technical glitch, right, Edward? <laughs> Is that you? I cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was great. And, you know, toasted Josh afterwards and had the had the kid helping me and he's going to be running my board in, in a few years. And I'm great. I'm so grateful for you guys for uh, embracing it and give it, and giving me the time. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Oh, we love it. I, lo I love the, the you going back and doing some of the old school retro games. That's my favorite part, like Password and stuff like that. That the reintroducing now, I like how you're finding some of the older games and kind of bringing the life back to them. I have so my idea idea. I ha I've had press your luck in, in my repertoire for over two years now. And what if, what if to start StarCast, you had every meet and greet on the board to win? He has questions, this and that. You got to avoid the whammy. And I'm going to look like the whammies. I'm going to be the whammies on the, like that. Person with the highest total gets to keep the meet and greets. That's my awesome. big, big idea. Yep. Yeah, as long as as long as we're an option, you know, like hey, you can be on the show as long as we're one of the prizes. <laughs> I like free stuff. Um, any games you want to see that are in your uh, game show uh, memories that you would love? Games don't all game. shout out at once please <laughs> well because you picked some good ones already you know i mean yeah really tough. pressure luck is always one of my favorites no women's no women's no women's stop have you done the match game yet no i have that ready to go i would need yeah i i could yeah match game would be perfect, perfect. yeah i'd like to play the richard dawson character in that yes <laughs> yep match game is ready to go as well I've recently been watching a show called People Puzzler with uh, Leah Remini. Okay. But you could replace it with like oh, Wrestler Puzzler or something. Game, right? Yeah. Just crosswords and clues about the crossword. Yeah. The Everyone connects in. Software does that, does that, uh, the graphics for that show. How about let's make a deal? Okay. I am hosting ad free shows live royal rumble watch along party in tampa florida i'll see you there instead of going to the rumble you want to be at the party because i'm going to be giving away a minimum of 100 dollars. and in let's make a deal fashion there's a hint one person in that room who is a top guy 
is going to have the chance to win $1,000 during one of the Royal Rumbles. That's how I'm getting you there. Who nice. doesn't want to, who doesn't want to win a hundred dollars cash and watch it with your friends. I'm right. God, I wish I could tell you more. I will tell you more as, as, as things get closer, but I'm going to, someone's going to, someone's definitely winning $100. Someone that night will be walking away with $100 guaranteed. One person's going to have a chance to win a thousand that night. Thank yeah. So after you just mentioned Polly B or you mentioned ad free shows <laughs> and uh, for question hey, six, I don't see, I would like to know, go ahead. I would like to know your relationship with one of our favorite hosts on ad free shows, Polly B. And uh, you guys kind of started in this podcast world together. And now you guys have drifted your separate ways a little bit, but are you guys still close? How, how's your relationship with him? I made him. I created him. I can break him. I believe it. <laughs> no, Paul, Polly and I are, are best friends just as, as much as Josh and I were, it was Polly, Josh, and a couple of, couple other people. I, I talk to Polly every day. I, I love what he does on ad free. That man was the unsung hero of COVID-19 during all that stuff. He, when, when, when people couldn't make it, con, uh, Conrad would get sick or what, or whatever. And, you know, had to do other stuff, you know, regarding his business. Polly was there on five minutes notice. No one ever knows how much, I mean, it's always being hard. It's always hard being the guy who follows the guy. Whoever followed Vince Scully, whoever followed Chick Hearn, whoever follows Conrad isn't going to be Conrad. Polly took a lot, a lot of hate online. Who the hell is this and this and that? He plugged through, baby. He's so lucky to have him. He is he's a great friend and and excellent at his job. Excellent. He's the host we didn't know we wanted, but since we got him, now we know we need him. No, that's me. <laughs> no, I've always needed you, Evan. Uh, we're all big Paul Bromwell fans, though, for sure. Uh, as a friend and as a host, uh, you know, met him a couple times, talked to him a little bit off of, you know, off, you know, in Twitter and stuff like that. But uh, good, good dude for sure. Oh, deal or no deal, be a good game too. No, this this is what he does. This is what he does, Evan. <laughs> you ask a question twenty minutes ago, he answers it for the next hour. <laughs> Here's, deal or no deal. Here's my problem with deal. What could be the top prize? It could like you're like uh you, I know you do like the gift cards and stuff. But it couldn't be a hundred, right? Could no. be hundred dollars the top prize. So it's probably a thousand. Yeah. What are the chances someone cashes out at two hundred? I think they're pretty good. So I worry about that. Good point. All right, uh, James. Well, you know, uh, all this stuff, boy, is, uh, you know, just churning and burning. And uh, sometimes when you burn, you know, you need to replace with some food. 
So, uh, Mike, what you got for a meme minute this week? I don't know, Efren. I tried to transition it. I, I had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, meat minute. Ooh. And yes, Whitaker's meat. doing this? Always. Every week on the kickout curve. <laughs> it's a straight thing? It could be. Most of the time. Most of the time it is. So this week, I got firecracker weenies. <laughs> You had to ask that question, Efren. <laughs> Answers no. Not my friend, trust me. He walked right into that one. Backwards. So what you want to do with this one, you get some fresh jalapenos. Cut them up, slice them in half, take all the seeds out. You want to take some cream cheese, some cayenne pepper, some crushed red pepper, put them inside there. Get you the little smoked sausages, put that on top of that, Wrap it in bacon, cook it at 250 for two and a half hours. Take it out. It's a good little finger food. 250? <laughs> two fifty. Three days? <laughs> two and a half hours. All you're cooking is the wieners. I'm sorry for how long? <laughs> how long? Two and a half hours. Wieners, how long? That's some burnt wieners right there, right? baby. So you know what I never do because my other half almost burned the place down is broil. Do you ever set your oven on broil? Yeah. Okay. Accidentally, yeah. <laughs> How do you accidentally set it on broil? 350, 355, 360. Three... Holy crap, this thing's too high. How do you accidentally set it on broil? This is Alabama. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh so many things are done in Alabama that shouldn't be done in Alabama. Oh. Amen. Yes. What do you broil, Brad? No, I have. I haven't lately. What have you broiled? Fish. Oh, that doesn't count. All right. <laughs> I don't even like fish, but I've made it. Minute wieners, two hundred fifty degrees for three days. Three <laughs> freaking days. Natural ice makes it longer. Yeah. Yes. That happens That's in more than said. one scenario, yeah. <laughs> I was just waiting for the picture. But I guess oh, yeah. uh, our producer, Bryant, decided yeah. to fucking go to Chicago for some reason. Yeah, he wanted to go to Summer or Survivor Series. Yeah, thanks, Bryant. What was he thinking? Yeah, thanks. Uh, you didn't see much. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Go ahead, James. Oh, well... Uh... Mike, uh, appreciate that. And uh, now that we got our food ready, hey, it's time to watch some wrestling, huh? Oh, yes. So uh, the match that we're going to discuss today, uh, well, would that be today's agenda? Or are we just going into it? <laughs> well, uh, we had effort on, and uh, he picked uh, this Tuesday in Texas. And the match we're going to talk about is Hulk Hogan versus The Undertaker. Want to hear oh. everyone's response? God, I love it. <laughs> you must have been in our group chat <laughs> it's okay i asked him late last night myself <laughs> no, don't get me started on that yeah. am i bringing the... up time codes are you bringing up time codes what oh we're just talking it so i just um when so he, all right so james is going to do the match then he's going to go to you and then he's going to go to me to the breakdown and we'll go we'll go through it that way Okay, so we're not, not a watching along. We're just talking about it. Correct. Okay. Just talking. Did you watch Mike, it? 
I could have sworn people said this was a watch along. Right? Yeah, I wrote in parentheses three four times, not a watch along. Okay, so we're having a not a watch along. <laughs> and I understand because you need to be so focused for IRFB, which tomorrow night and and tonight uh, when you watch it on YouTube on uh, Kurt Angle versus Shane McMahon Street Fight. Okay, yes. so we're doing a not watch along. Correct. Okay. Did you watch it ahead of time? A watch ahead of time along. Hey, you know, oh. this literally happens with every single guest we have. <laughs> this one not on YouTube. Can we do a watch along? So why do you call it a watch along? We don't. We don't call it a watch along. You said you put it in parentheses. I said not a watch along. <laughs> I'll shut up. This is what everybody's watching for right now. This. Yeah. No one cares about what we're going to talk about next. This is what the show is. This is exactly. the show. It's your show. It's your show. Natural ice. Sorry for your loss. How's Thursday? <laughs> yep. Okay, Keep that's going, not good. James. What about next Thursday? Keep going, James. How about this Tuesday in Texas? Are hey, you and that took place at the Freeman Coliseum in San Antonio, Texas. Go Spurs go, baby. Uh, had an attendance of 8,000. Had a buy rate of 140,000. Had a match length of 13 minutes and 9 seconds. And everyone's favorite, Meltzer, gave this one and a half stars. But hey, that's enough about that. Efren, why this match? I love this show. I, I, first of all, Survivor Series, the greatest challenge is such an afterthought because that whole show is to promote this show. How much was this show, guys? I'm sorry, Trivia? How much was this show to purchase? I don't know. Well, that, that's where you take it, guys. Nineteen ninety nine. It had to be nine ninety five or something like that. How was it free on NBC? What's up? Was it free on NBC? No, this was a this was an additional pay per view. Survivor Series was how much? I'm Survivor sure it was thirty nine ninety five or something. Six days earlier on Thanksgiving Eve was twenty nine ninety five. The whole show from the opening when they showed Jake uh, or the snake fighting Randy to the return of Macho Man. Jake's going to be ban uh, reptiles, banned, this and that. All teasing this show for $12.95. Mm. Ah, it's close. Wow. I could not wait. A midweek something or other to look forward to that was special. But they wanted another 13 bucks out of you. And the show was only what ninety minutes or 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 something like that. Yeah, about ninety three minutes. What do you think of having a? Sh I I'm not okay with them having it so close together, but I think they need to bring this back. You call it this Tuesday in, and then you name the town this Tuesday in Phoenix or this Tuesday in Columbus as a special like quarterly event. Then you remember. What do you think? Once every three months. I say once every six. Once every six months. I'm sorry, Mike. I said, "Me like that." 
<laughs> so you're trying to say, which I do have in my notes, will a Tuesday pay-per-view work today? Yeah. Sorry, Devin, that was going to be your question. I, I However, think... would it work on a Tuesday night? Does it work on a Saturday night? Should it always be on a Sunday? Should this work on a Tuesday night? What do you guys think? I knew if when the I story to... is... Uh... When I was going to school, I was looking forward to this all day. Yeah, I think if the story's right for it, it can definitely be. What time does this show start? Six o'clock, I think, uh, or eight o'clock Eastern. Eight Is it a school night? Because it's Tuesday. Yeah, it's a week after Thanksgiving, so you're back in school. Okay, so how late does the show go? It it's ninety-three go minutes, so maybe two hours. It was over. It was. It ended an hour before an hour forty-five hit. Well, then that's why it works. Mm -hmm. A two-hour show that starts at six o'clock. Um, so everybody can still go to bed by eight, nine o'clock at night. I love it. Yeah. I think it worked. But it didn't. I think I think it didn't because it was too close to Survivor Series. And that I mean that cable bill, even now, but back then when you saw when you saw a pay-per-view, it kind of hurt that you had to, you know, pay for it the next month when it was like five weeks ago. But to have two of them on there. Yeah. Okay, what about this year when we had all in? Yep. And then all out. Yeah, that didn't work. I thought I thought they were too close together. They should have been a buy one. We've been saying this since it happened. It should have been a buy one, get one, and, and raise the price a little bit. That's brilliant. But they said uh, Eric went in. Eric uh, Bischoff went on about this on his show about the business part of it and how that can't be done. So you know, obviously, I'm not on the ends. <laughs> inside and know the ins and outs of a pay-per-view business but he did he was so there, there was a reason behind it he said just like he says you can't just go you just can't do hbo max just because it's part of that that whole grouping it's not that easy it's a separate entity there's more to it probably i guess it's not some idiot at home that does a show once a week knows anything right i, I mean i i don't <laughs> but i feel like it it could be done well they said that uh somebody i can't remember who said that none of the cable companies would like universally do that because they kind of all had to agree to do it but somebody that we were talking to it may have been ben i'm not really sure said that overseas like you bought one and got like a voucher for a discount on the other one or something like that like internationally but domestically they just couldn't figure it all out and everybody come on the same page so they just however you went to order it you know you've had to pay for both but why can't they just do that for the united states if they ever figured out here on bleacher report do that we're on fight Everywhere else in in the world has Premier. to watch on there on Premiere. On Premiere, yes, yeah, that's, uh, that's I, nice. Place. So, however, so you love this pay per view, right? You loved everything about it. It wasn't just this match you liked. What was the other match you liked Gunner, on this? Well, I love the concept. The opening match has what Bret Hart versus Skinner mm -hmm. for the Intercontinental Championship. Give Skinner an introduction. Just don't have him as a jobber in the ring. To make me think that he has a shot. Uh, I think it would have kind of it would have been kind of great if Skinner would have won. You know, Skinner I, made the crowd pop twice. <laughs> Two close pinballs. I love this show. The main reason I love this show, this show has the greatest promo ever in the history of professional wrestling, in my opinion. The Macho Man, Jake Roberts, after he slaps Elizabeth. And right. comes back and says, 
But you know, if I do fight you again, please bring her back. Let me touch her again. <laughs> Let me look in those little pupils of hers. You had my $40 to watch Jake get the crap beat out of him at my local house show. I was it. I consider that the greatest promo of all time to this day. You remember that promo? Uh, yes. I've seen some of it. I've seen the Macho Man one right after that too. The one with Jake before it is, is phenomenal. It's perfection. It's it's so personal, so disgusting. Okerlund's not having it. Get out of here. I refuse to do. I, I, I can't. My next four weeks of allowance was going to Jake Roberts mm-hmm. at 90 seconds. I love that promo. It's disgusting. <laughs> and also in our in the main event, you have Jack Tunney out there observing the match to Tunney was a big deal to me. Whenever Tunney spoke, my world stopped. So to have him ringside was a big, big deal to me. This match sets up the rumble and flair winning it. So that's what I wanted to ask you. Actually, it's a little further down in my notes, but since you brought him up, let's ask it now for the people at home. Why, why was Jack Tunney there? And who is Jack Tunney? Jack Tunney was a, was the figurehead WWF president or um, kind of like Gorilla Monsoon was Sergeant Slaughter was the commissioner role, but he was president. And when something controversial happened, they went to Tunney. Tunney is all over the Survivor Series. Tunney, after reviewing the videotape, I believe that Jake Roberts was truthful when he said the King Cobra, King Cobra was divenomized. And he reintroduces, uh, he reinstates Macho Man after what? Year absence, two year absence. And then after Undertaker beats Hogan with, with the help of Ric Flair, he comes on. Undertaker still world champion, but a rematch will take place this Tuesday in Texas. Furthermore, I will be ringside to ensure a just decision. Tunney was a big deal. Tunney was a promoter in, in Toronto who helped the WWF um, at, you know, in Skydome and and around around the area. Bruce Pritchard also said before Bruce Pritchard uh got quote unquote back in, in the business big again, that Tunney, Tunney's wife would make a bunch of ham sandwiches for the boys when they came in. So when they came into the arena, they knew they were going to be fed and didn't have to worry about a meal, which was a big thing to them. So that was Jack Tunney. Uh, there was some fallout between the two of them and Gorilla announces that Tunney's entire um, administration has retired, like on a challenge or something, on a wrestling challenge. And Jack Tunney has never heard from him again. To this day, you don't hear Jack Tunney on WWE television. He's gone. So there's there's some bad blood there or something. So but I, I always enjoyed Tunney, guys. What'd you think? Uh I so I was I, I think we're close to the same age, Efren. I, I remember him. You know, I remember him being the president. I don't know that I knew at the time that he that he was just a figurehead. 
of course. I thought he was real. I actually didn't know Vince McMahon was the president back then because right. he was the right. announcer. It wasn't until the Bret Hart thing that I even found that out. So to me, he was just the guy that came out kind of like uh, JJ too. Uh, even a little bit because it was the same kind of idea. There was a guy with no power that, but I guess they've done it a million times since, but it was just a, it seemed a little more professional with Tunney. JJ played to the crowd, loved getting a cheer. Tunney was by the book, the boss. I think a Jack Tunney character would very, very, very much work in today's wrestling. Case in point, I feel Tony Schiavone would be a great AEW commissioner. Mm, that would be good. <clears throat> Could we have one for WWE? Who'd be good like in all w- this? Adam See, Pierce? You need, you need <laughs> some middle-aged middle-aged older man who's just handing down stuff. Not a heel, not a not a whatever. Vince McMahon! No. <laughs> middle age, not extra old. Can't replicate him. Can't ever replicate what he did. But I think you need an uh, an impartial person. Brucey, Nigel. Yeah, Nigel. Nigel, if he was, which he already is, but if he was more like, if they put him into that role without trying to go for the pops and stuff like that, I, do you think a Jack Tunney character would work? In today's world, I yeah. think he could. If they played it right, I think he could. Right. He can't. Have, he, can't be a deal, he can't be a face. He has to be neutral. Kind of mm-hmm. be right there. Going into this match, guys, Undertaker has a couple of title defenses in the six days: two against Davy Boy Smith and one against Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Coming to mm-hmm. Phoenix, Arizona, World Wrestling Federation champion, The Undertaker. Versus Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Get your tickets now. Did y'all see the dark matches for this event? Uh, oh, my gosh. You're just stepping were... all over me, Adam. <laughs> There's nine dark matches. Efren, why so many dark matches? I uh, can't, can't just have them there for an hour and a half. Got to have a two and a half hour show. Just like Saturday night's main event. They had 30 matches. They taped superstars before Saturday night's main event. There were some good matches, though. Go ahead. Tell me, Brad. I mean, Adam. <laughs> they had the Legion of Doom versus the Rockers. Legion of Doom versus Natural Disasters. Ric Flair versus Roddy Popper. See, there we go with those two a night, three a night television tapings. Do you ever go to one of those television tapings, guys? Awful. Awful. They were horrible. They started. It still goes <laughs> on. It still goes on with MLW and, and Impact. Oh, yeah? It's still a long ass night because they're doing the whole month. They would start <laughs> at 7 p.m. I, I went to one in Long Beach. On a Tuesday or Wednesday. Started at 7. At 12.15, Bret Hart came out to fight Bam Bam Bigelow. I went to NWA's not too long ago, and how they do theirs is weird. I mean, it's it's basically like, all right, guys, here's our match. And it's just they, they ring the bell. They don't do introductions or nothing. They do all that, you know, post. No interest music, nothing. You see them walking... They just kind of walk to the ring. Uh, you hear them say, all right, um, ring the bell. And it's just weird how they do that. So I, re- I remember WCW would bring out the champion. Like, let's say Arn had won the title. Hadn't won the title yet. 
and it, was, it hadn't been televised or, or the pay-per-view hadn't happened. And Arn would come out with his title that he hadn't won for like three or four, three or four times. And then he'd win the title three weeks later. <laughs> and no one... yeah. uh, we've definitely heard about those stories where like they've done that or like they changed the titles on the house show and then there's no speak of it and they just give right. the titles back to the old yeah. champions <laughs> yeah. well you can you can find lex you can find an old superstars taping with lex coming out as champion and has the belt around his waist doing an interview and vince would say all right everyone let's see what would happen if lex won the title this sunday at wrestlemania Let's do an interview with him pretending to be champion. Let's hear it. So then he would introduce him as the champion. Crowd would go and they would never use it. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. They had a match with Papa Sean. Actually, his name was Sir Charles at the time. Later known to, to be known as the Godfather. He was in one of the dark matches. Sir Charles. I didn't even know he went by that. Uh-huh. So um, obviously we're not gonna do what we normally do here, guys. <laughs> hey, James, you sure you sure you don't want to do two matches still? <laughs> <laughs> we knew how this was gonna go, Efren. We knew, we knew. So I just uh, getting sort of blamed, gonna... like indirectly that this is. <laughs> you hear that? Well, you say you'd be more interested in talking talk about than the matches. Oh, here we go. Right. Hey, you know, Adam hates all matches. By the way, <laughs> no, I just love Efren. Adam, no, what's no. your favorite match of all time? Oh, Polly, it's either something with Randy Orton or something with Eddie Guerrero. There it is. You want to talk about something for five hours? Let's just name Eddie Guerrero. So uh, I just wanted to jump on a couple things here. James, did you watch the interview ahead of time with Mean Gene and Hogan? <laughs> I did, yes. What would you think of that? Was it past its time, 91, or did you like it? What would you think? It, it was, uh, I don't know, it's. I don't think it was necessarily past its time, but it, you could tell it was kind of getting there. <laughs> and Efren, I wanted to ask you, what's your favorite version of The Undertaker? The, uh, this one. Yeah. The whole, let's see, oh, not the American Badass. Huh, that's what I want to know. That's oh, what I want to know. Yeah. God. No. I love, that's I, my favorite. Is it? That's what I grew up on, so. You gotta remember, he's 13 yeah. years old. <laughs> 26. I'm old now. All bearer and Undertaker, Tombstone, or Undertaker being what's the word? Oh, an Undertaker. That's my favorite. Yeah. <clears throat> Mike, what did you think of the crowd reaction to Undertaker? Did you think it was a heel, baby face, or confused? It was kind of like a mixed reaction for him. Yeah, I agree. I mean, completely. But it was a mixed, mixed reaction. If you go back to Undertaker's WrestleMania debut at seven, hashtag I was there, when he fights Snuka, you think he's a babyface. The second that Dong comes out, that place cheers for him. And <clears throat> so, I, what about Hogan's entrance there? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, James. Oh, well, I'm glad you kind of mentioned that because I was going to say something about that too. Uh, Undertaker champion introduced first, Hogan last. <laughs> yeah. Still had a big reaction though, didn't he? Yeah. 
Yeah, still a good guy. Um, Undertaker, Paul Bear attack Hogan immediately. I mean, is this supposed to be a no DQ, Efren? What's going on here? So as we get into this, good Lord, between Hebner missing the chair. <laughs> missing. Survivor Series with Ric Flair. <laughs> Interesting. And Joey Morella missing like nine things during this match. I really, really thought that they were going to do an angle on getting new referees. Because Joey, in terms of being a referee for the for the gay fave match, he's horrible, man. They buried Joey Morell in this match. How do he's checking on Tunny? Hogan says, Oh, here, let me use a dead person's ashes to win the match. Okay. <laughs> I'll just put him on my skin and hands and throw him right before Flair gets hit with a chair. Joey's Joey tells him, don't do it. Don't do it. And right before he gets hit, he looks away. I th- that was bad uh, booking to me. So let's he get into this, that. The ashes well, he did thing. the same thing too. Every time in the corner, he'd get to one, two, three, four, and then just look away for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Now, this isn't a referee thing, okay? This is just something else. You you mentioned the ashes. What, uh, the urn, the power coming from the urn, like a supernatural type uh, power. What did you think of that as a, in a storyline? Loved it. Yeah? Yeah. As long mm-hmm. as you, I, mean, I didn't need to see Aunt Jeannie all spread over the canvas, but... <laughs> <laughs> The ashes were the wrong color. I've never, I've always seen them as gray, not black. Oh, you come on, nitpicky, nitpicky. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you don't know that. This is a freaking Undertaker with an urn that has power. You're talking about the color of the ashes. <laughs> He's the one who gets to, you know, break that's what's weird. A little bit. <laughs> he got to break all the rules. So I was, I, I, I loved it. So then what about the no selling of Undertaker? I mean, here we have a great, we have a, so I'm just jumping around a little bit now because we've already talked about a lot of this. We, there's a body slam by Hogan to Undertaker. This is one of the biggest iconic moments in history of wrestling when he when he body slammed uh, Andre the Giant and it has no effect on him? No effect on Taker? He's, He's the dead man. He gets, he gets the one pass. The one pass in wrestling. But that means no one else gets to do it. Like Barry Horowitz doesn't get to, you know, get up after a body slam. Shawn Michaels doesn't get to get up after a body. Now it doesn't matter. It's it's everyone needs to get their moves in. And and there's fabulous choreography to today's stuff. But no one sells. True. So that's a lot of the match. I mean, Hogan uh, doing a lot of, of moves that, that Taker is no selling for the most part. However... Uh, what does Paul Bearer add to this match for you, Michael? Um, I don't know. He's he's there to give Undertaker his powers. I mean, we, we know that. Because if he didn't have his powers, he would definitely lose in a heartbeat. So, Efren, there, like I said, ref, the ref is counting on the choke, but stops because of Paul Bearer's distraction. And you had already said you don't think the referee is doing a good job of selling that the selling the distraction is that correct i just as my as our local referee here says our expert referee if you're gonna count to four you gotta count to five 
What you don't do is look away after four, right, Adam? Exactly. You got to get my attention before I start counting. Adam, who are the referees? Can you name them again? Well, we got Joy Morella doing this this match, but also there was Danny Davis and Earl Hebner in the for the full show. Gotcha. And James, who are the announcers? Bobby Heenan, the Brain, and Gorilla Monsoon. What did they add to the match for you? Oh God, uh, Bobby. Well, you know, Gorilla kind of you know calls it as it is, and Bobby's the kind of wacky wavy, you know, all over the place. He's got some good lines in here, but yeah, uh, I think uh, you know. One guy pretty much calls it like it is, and the other guy kind of like uh, ad libs and goes a little, little crazy over the top of it. I liked it. And Bobby hates Hogan. He always has, always will. Good guy, bad guy, doesn't matter. Yeah, I love Bobby Heenan right here. So let's go back to Survivor Series six days ago. Those two were magic. Blair comes out, Gorilla. He better not be wearing that belt of his look. Jack Tunney asked him very nicely, like, look, we don't have a clue where you got this belt from. Don't show it on television. <laughs> Just a <laughs> slam to the NWA. I love it. As they're talking, as they, they're having interviews for Tuesday in Texas and Gorilla tells Brain, you know, incidentally, World Wrestling, official, uh, World Wrestling Federation officials are working on getting television rights to that match Tuesday in Texas. Well, I got to know now. Well, what do you mean? Well, we don't know right now, Bobby. I'm getting on the phone and calling someone. Hello? <laughs> it was great. And then during this match, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, during the Survivor Series match when Hogan gets hit with the chair, uh, I guess some Detroit Lions football player was paralyzed that, that weekend on Thanksgiving because it was Thanksgiving and was paralyzed from the neck down. And Gorilla says... Uh, you know, Brian Hulk went to go see that football player this morning and he is paralyzed from the waist down. And Bobby goes, well, he can join him. They can get another bed for the room. Yikes. Right. Oh, good. It was a different time. Yeah. I don't age well, does it? Yeah. So we have a lot of methodical style here. He uses the claw. Uh, Undertaker uses the claw. Shout out on Eric's. Um, also, you know, the, so do you, do you have the arm come up once the arm come up twice. And then what's he doing? He's hulking up Hulk Hogan's hulking up. That's what he does. Kicks to taker, but taker falls down. Not sure what happened here. Uh, did he trip Devin? Yeah, it definitely looked like it. I think both the guys kind of hit the ropes, like almost at the same time. And you could tell the ropes weren't perfectly tight as they are in today's age. So they're sagging a little bit. And I think it just gave loose on Taker's side and he kind of just fell to the mat. And don't forget, Taker's pissed at Hogan at this point because Taker says that he, now Hogan says that he, uh, you know, cracked him on his head and, you know, messed up his neck and back. Hogan's head was nowhere near that chair. Undertaker protected him like no one else could. Probably one of the, if you want to see how to protect someone during a pile driver, you need to watch that Undertaker pile driver at the Survivor Series. He's at least three inches off the canvas. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up, Efren, because I watched uh, – it was a clip on Undertaker talking about that, and he said that he he came to the back, and Hulk Hogan started complaining about that, saying, you got me, brother. You got my neck. And Taker was like, I just watched it back. Like, I, I didn't have you. Like, your head didn't hit the stair 
or that hit was the chair. the safest tombstone he's ever done, honestly. Yeah. And Hogan said that Taker was holding him too tight, so he wasn't able to move at all. So it was it was too tight, and his head just jolted. And Undertaker stood right then. He knew exactly what uh, Hulk Hogan was all about. Stop. IRFB, Adam. Talk to me about the correct position which for the tombstone from both people, which you will hear about on episode two when we talk Undertaker versus Goldberg. It's, it, it is the best moment of that episode. But talk to us, Adam, about both sides of the, of the tombstone. Well, when you're given the tombstone, I mean, you're in full control. And if you'll notice, they the person that's getting it done to them doesn't have their arms laying down. They got their arms wrapped around the other person. So even if Undertaker had him too tight, under uh, Hogan could have adjusted himself to hold himself around. You know, he'll put his arms around Undertaker. So the, he had, I mean, it was done perfectly. Like I said, it was almost too safe. Whose because... responsibility is it, Adam? I don't know the answer. For the person taking the tombstone to get higher up, are they supposed to adjust themselves? Is the person holding them supposed to pick them up, or is it a dual effort? It's, it's more, it's like a like a 70 30. It's a lot on Undertaker. You say it's and, mostly on Undertaker. Yeah, I think, like I said, it's all on the Undertaker because he's the one doing it. But if you'll notice the person getting it done, you know, having it done to them, they'll put their arms around their waist. And they can kind of adjust themselves also. They can kind of pull up just a little bit. That's why you don't ever see them laying their arms, like dangling their arms. They'll wrap around, one, for safety, and two, to help Undertaker hold, them, hold the other person up. You think it's easier for the person taking it to adjust up than the person giving it to pull them up? No, I think it's easier for Undertaker to pull them up, but, it's, but it helps for the person to cooperate and pull themselves up with him. Like, it's, it's 70% on Undertaker. 75, 25, maybe. Is there a reason they wouldn't cooperate? No, no there's no, no hell no, no damn reason. High enough. Because um, that that can be a, a very bad, you know, like if you watch Undertaker, how he does it to Kane. There was one time Kane's head kind of turned a little bit because Kane's so damn big that something like that could happen every time if you don't cooperate. And I hate to say that word, but I mean, it's, that's what it is. When you're doing a move like that, it's either you're going to have to help him or you're going to get hurt not helping him. Just wait till you hear Kyoto talk about that pile, that tombstone pile driver from Super Showdown. That was that was six inches of clearance, if not more. Just wait. So, Efren, for his, this is an age old question, and it's an it's a question that's asked probably too much, but I'm still going to ask it. The Undertaker had a long, long career. Uh, he wasn't champion that often. Is that so? They always say, did, did he need the championship? Was he more of an attraction? Why didn't he have the championship more? No, he didn't need it. But I do think it enhanced him very, very much. Because, like, okay, who's going to stop him now? There's a difference between Undertaker not needing it and Roddy Piper not needing it. Roddy Piper never, ever, ever, ever needed a championship. It, I don't think it enhanced or ro rose him up, but I think that Undertaker's did. Like, oh my God, he has all this power. Who's going to stop him now that he has a championship? Uh, 
magic, I guess. I was happy for Piper when he beat Mountie. I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. But he didn't need it. So I wanted to ask you, Mike, and I actually don't remember what I was about to say. I got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. That I don't remember. <laughs> so Taker, uh, like I said, he wasn't champion for very long. So Taker's on the turnbuckle. That's what I wanted to ask you, Mike. They call it, they don't call it the old school here. Okay. It wasn't called anything yet. What would you name it instead of old school, Mike? Because why is it called old school? Because he did it back in the day. So I'd call it walking the robes right here. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. I want a better answer. Come <laughs> Good on. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> 50 degree, two and a half hour, tiny weenie. Teeny For three days. <laughs> All right. So I guess that's that. <laughs> Take her on the turnbuckle. Hogan throws off. Hogan coming alive. And here comes the real world champion, Devin. Woo! You know it. <laughs> What's he doing here? here? What's he doing here? Right here. Come out, come out. Rewind. What about when? Yeah, I'm Hogan... skipping around. No, when <laughs> when Undertaker gave Hogan the boot to the face when he was in the corner. Did Hogan not sit there for like three seconds? <laughs> yeah, he just like got a fall. <laughs> That's the stuff they noticed for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so six days earlier, here he comes. Big old sparkling robe, and shit goes down. They come back to Tuesday in Texas, have a wide shot, an overhead wide shot, and all you see is the sparkly robe coming down there. Oh, man, shit's going to go down again, baby. I loved it. Hogan in control, clothesline to take her onto the floor. Hogan with a chair to flare, knocking over Tony. Tony takes a bump. Tony <laughs> takes a bump. For the first, not as good as when Elizabeth took a bump on the main event, which, no. which had me, like, gasping for air. Going, oh, that was that was a moment, man. But Tunney taking a bump was a big deal. Hogan on the offensive against Taker chops Flair with the chair. Hogan pushes Taker into the chair and the big boot. Now everybody thought there was going to be a leg drop here, but it wasn't. It was not. That's not how this one ends. So how does it end? The urn. The freaking urn. Are you asking? <laughs> so, so he misses uh uh she's uh Paul Bear misses misses uh Hogan, hits Taker, and then there's the roll up by Hogan into the one, two, three. The crowd absolutely loves this. A roll up spot. Don't forget the 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 stuff to the eyes now. Nice. Oh yeah, right, right. right. What a heel move. The, the black ashes into the eyes. Because there can't be black ashes. That's what's unrealistic about all this. Yes. And you notice the announcement was not, and new. It, nope. That wasn't what they said. So the question is this, uh, Efren. They was it too say, soon to take the belt again. off? Yeah, once again, champion. Like, what? Is it too soon to take the belt off a of taker? No. Because he was never going to have it. The whole point is to get Flair the title and get our money for two shows, not one, two, to get your money for a third for WrestleMania. Because again, the idea here is Flair Hogan. We haven't changed yet. So we got to get Flair the title somehow. 
and you have, so what this happens December, what third, you have six to eight weeks of discussing who has a chance to win the Royal Rumble, which is the greatest Royal Rumble ever. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the match, guys. Uh, thanks for playing, Efren. Back to you, James. Not sure how we want to go from here. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved being here. This was fabulous. Yeah, I mean, we could, uh, we could shoot it on over to Adam because, hey, why not talk about a match and then uh, we can go to Adam as an entering performer. So, Adam. What you got for us? Uh, so we had a lot of wrestling in between. The last time we spoke, it was we actually had a uh, full gear. And um the big controversy that full gear had. I think we've all talked about it and the whole spot with Adam um with Adam Page and um Swerve Strickland. Y'all think it was too much? <laughs> Yes and no. Gross. Yeah, people like it. So, I mean, it's like what Eric Bischoff says. You got to get something for everybody. So whether you liked it or not, if you didn't like it, did you keep on watching or did you turn it off? That's the question. I disagree you completely. I, not I think it was too much. That is not something for everybody. No. It's not. That, but, did it, but did they turn it off or did they keep yes. on watching? They absolutely did. You think? That's it for me. That's it. You went ECW at that moment, which there is, I think, more people were turned off by that moment than will attract viewers. I don't want to watch that. That... The windshield glass. What else? My, There's a lot. There's an I'll awful you, lot. I'll tell you what bugs me. I'll tell you what completely bugs me about all elite wrestling that, that, pardon me, hurts me. Darby Allen versus Jeff Hardy in that ladder match to advance in the Owen Hart Memorial Tournament. Yes. You don't honor a guy who fell from the top of the arena by doing absolutely dangerous things that can kill you. That's insane to me. Claudio doing the uh, swing on Jericho at the top of the cage also was insane to me. That same match Sammy Guevara jumps off the cage into a pile of, of, of whatever. No problem with it because he had crash pads waiting. That's how you make it safe. So I ask you, honest to God, if Claudio trips or loses his balance, what happens to Jericho? That's a good point. He's no more. And you it's don't see that. It's about learning from the past and doing things that are not dangerous to the point where someone might die. Like 
what happened to Owen Hart, who are you, who you are trying to honor. Yep. And that's where I think you need a boss who says, no, this will not be allowed. The simplest version of that is, yeah, you're not using windshield glass. That's it. You defy me, you're gone. That, and I don't think you have that. I don't, no, I don't, I don't think there's I'm anybody not. there to tell him no at all. Okay. Now try putting your blood into someone else. <laughs> and spitting it out, you know, like your like a triple H in the water. And that's what makes it worse is it was approved spot. Tony Khan approved for that to happen. Yeah. So that tells you there too, you know, they're they're running things the way they want to. I have to tell you, I was hugely, hugely, hugely turned off from watching anything beyond that. You have a history of 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 I'm sorry, not caring enough about these things. And look and it's not, it, it never is this. It never is this. When you combine them, it, became, it becomes one, one, one big thing. I thought that was, I thought that was the moment that turned the page for them. So the risk wasn't worth the reward. Just the shark. I don't get it. Well, it's just like with NWA and the, uh, the cocaine spot. The risk is not worth the reward. Explain that one to me. There's no explanation. Exactly. You know I wish I knew how to. The angle would have worked quote unquote not as bad if it was backstage in a room. Not that it would have been okay. But you did it in the middle of the audience with everyone to join. With so kids 10 rows below. Around who has access to that scene. So the question was, was it a, um, is GCW and NWA a children's show? And also the argument is, is that it is a scripted show. If this was like law and order, nobody would be saying a word. If this was a supernatural, which is on a CW right now, then nobody would be saying a word. Why, why is it wrestling? Is it because it's kids? And if, if so... NWA Power and GCW do not have a nine-year-old being raped by a pedophile. And if they did, it would be wrong. Completely wrong. Okay. I, someone tell me, please, what the payoff or good portion was of the cocaine spot. There was a lot actually in that pay-per-view that was very unusual from what NWA normally does. Devin, isn't that right? Yeah, it was supposed to be like it was out of the mind of James Mitchell that this entire pay-per-view was. But still, like, why? I, I don't understand approving a spot like that. That, like, is literally like uh, it's showing people it's okay or like showing a positive side of using drugs and illegal substances. Yeah, I don't see the positive at all. And I'm the biggest NWA fan that I know. And <laughs> I don't know. Max Caster does an inappropriate rap that gets through through television onto YouTube. They take it off and all of it and then the next the next day Tony Schiavone becomes the uh 
quote unquote, standards and practices editor for Tony Khan, hey, don't, this, this shouldn't get through, this shouldn't get through, this, this is wrong, you should delete this. Where, where is that now, today? I'm, I'm really hot over that, Jer that Jericho spin because if something wrong, no one expected Owen Hart to die that night. No one had it in mind. No one expected Jericho to get hurt that night either. And he didn't. But what if he would have? I think AEW's done. If that happens live on air, I think AEW's done. Because people are going to be like, whip, too far. Because the Owen, the Owen thing had heavy backlash, you know. And it took them a while to kind of recoup from that. And then all of a sudden, you know, Benoit, like, that's a different story. But if Jericho would have fallen or if they would have both fell and seriously hurt themselves or maybe died, I think AEW, we're like, well, nope. We've seen this before. Like, y'all are done. Like, it'd be hard for them to recover from that. What? So why? Make that okay, guys. Make that spot okay. Because no one says anything about it. True. All right. Make Why do they have to be so close to the edge? What? Why do they have to be so close to the edge? They couldn't have done in the center of the cage? Like, yeah. Uh, they couldn't have done it in the ring? <laughs> like like, like the backstage cocaine spot? That would have been better, but I don't know if it's, if, if it's okay. I, I don't understand. You're right, and you're right, because there is no safe way, if anything happened, there's no safe way to catch the fall. I think it's a real, real disservice to the history and tragedy of, of wrestling's past. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I don't like it. That's yeah. what I have to say. And you know, and even like um, they had the backstage thing for the Survivor Series, and Triple H was talking about how their referees and they got personnel and everything else trained to know if anything bad is going on. So even like a concussion, like I they have know right here, Mike. I wrote okay. it, or I thought I did. Keep talking, I'll find it. But oh, it yeah. was they were going like saying, you know. You know, they got people back there trained, you know, to realize when something bad happens. And in WWE, when something bad happens, they stop the match completely. Like I did with Rey Mysterio. Yeah. I mean, they no matter what it is, no matter what kind of match, no matter the finish, they will stop the match right then and there and change direction. We talk about that on IRFB on, on Candace Michelle versus Beth Phoenix on the training that Mike didn't have and had compared to what was what he had five years later because mike will this is no surprise my uh in the previous week mike has said that him not stopping that match was the worst decision of his career ever and he talks about the training and 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 what happens after that and but that's i mean that's just a big difference compared from WWE to AEW or NWA or MLW or anything. Like, they're trained for that stuff. And that's what it should be all around. I deleted it, but but I deleted the post. But you are right. Like he said, I will put 
I will put our medical staff up against any sport ever. We period. Mm-hmm. He was adamant. And, yeah. he, and then he, right. Like you said, he mentioned Ray Mysterio. He said, we stopped that match. We had plans. Isn't that doesn't matter. Nope. Do you, nah, I, that, I think it's the way it should be. It should be that way. No matter what, no matter, no matter the match, no matter what the stakes are, if something like that happens, you stop it. You figure it out later down the road. But having a, a an, uh, uh, you know what? This just happens in wrestling. Sometimes you hit the post and you get knocked out. Mm-hmm. Compared to jumping off a ladder, off three ropes, onto a onto a table, or or I'm sorry, onto what what were they? They were metal twenty chairs. chairs. They were chairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In honor of Owen Hart, big difference breaks my heart. I'm with you, Efren. Uh, so uh, another a couple of good matches in that one was um I think I think Omega Jericho the Young Bucks was a was a pretty good match. Um, the zero hour match that I enjoyed was Eddie Kingston and Jay Lethal. I'm a huge Jay Lethal fan, huge Eddie Kingston fan. I wish they would do more with Jay Lethal. He deserves to have something, and I, I hope he gets a good push. I mean, it's Ring of Honor TV champion. I mean, it could have been nice to see him and Joe go at it. Just uh, something more than what he's getting, because I, I I'm a huge fan of Jay Lethal. Um, was Cassidy, John Moxley was good. Um, the MJF Jay White thing, I th- I think the match went a little too long because it just shows Jay White can't be a guy that's hurt. So I don't I don't want to say really bury Jay White, but I wish because that's only his first loss. So I think it went too long. Um, Tony Storm beating the Kyle Rashida that was awesome because I'm Thomas Tony Storm I'm a huge fan. Um. Julia Hart beating Chris Tatlin and Sky Blue. That's good to see her getting her flowers finally because Julia Hart's awesome. Um, and Claudio and Buddy Murphy, I think that was an underrated match. I think that was good too. So, for the most part, I, th- I think Full Gear was pretty damn good. What do y'all guys think? Oh, and there's a ladder match too. That um, Big Bill and Ricky Starks also won. They retained their, their match. They retained their titles. Let me give my opinion first. One guy uh, put his blood into another guy's mouth. The rest of the show didn't matter. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, that's how we get COVID. I like um, <laughs> I like Julia Hart winning uh, because I think she's just it was time, and I like that they they saw uh, that the crowd was behind her and that the push was good and they made it happen. So I really like that. And also the time was Tony storm that, that has won me over completely. I love the black and white. I love the opening and closing of the door. Like I told you last week. Uh, so I was happy with that. I, I did not like the main event. I thought that was too much with the, the one legged thing. This is Jay white for, I mean, this is freaking new Japan. Jay white. He didn't need that. He didn't need that. He can lose, but why does he have to lose to a man with one leg? No, not interested. But overall, I didn't dislike the show. Um, before that, we had SmackDown. Um, we had a couple of matches, the more contender match. Street Profits beating pretty deadly. 
And you can say what you want to. I'm a huge fan of Pretty Deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. I love them, guys. I need to get a shirt like that. Yes, boy. Uh, Dragon Lee Axiom, I think, was the match of the night. Um, huge fan of Dragon Lee and, and Axiom is he's been wrestling for a long time. He was good in NXT UK. So that was that was a good match. Grayson Waller beat Cameron Grimes. I wish Cameron Grimes could do more, but I, I want to see him on my TV more. I'm a huge fan of Cameron Grimes. And then um LA Knight beat Jimmy Uso. I mean, I think we all seen that coming. I love LA Knight. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so we had collision. Collision was pretty good. Um Roosh and Dax Hardwood, I think, may have been the match of the night. Cause I think Dax is an amazing singles wrestler. Um I know Roosh gets a lot of flack for I think I think he goes into business for himself a little bit, but in the ring he's pretty damn good, I believe. Uh Kavrashita, Chris Atlander was good against the outcast. Um Kings of Throne of the Black Throne killed the boys. I I, lo- I love Dalton Castle and the boys. Um I wish they would do more with the boys because they're actually really, really damn good. But in Matthews and Wheeler Yudo's a good match, and so is Miro Daniel Garcia. So collision was collision was decent. I really enjoyed the Buddy Matthews versus Wheeler Yuta match. And it led into uh the match you just talked about, Claudio versus uh Buddy on the pay-per-view. I, I like that. It was a little short feud just to get the match on the pay-per-view, I think, but it was good. Um, what else we have? We had okay, I'm not wrong. So Nia Jax for Cal Rodriguez was good. Becky Lynch beat Zia Lee. Gargano and Ludwig Kaiser. I'm liking what they're doing with Ludwig Kaiser. Um, I think he's a damn good wrestler. I'd like to see him do his own thing. Uh, Natalia and Tegan. Tegan Knox, they're uh, number one contenders now. Drew McIntyre beat Jey Uso for the, uh, for the advantage for Survivor Series that I'll talk about next week. And then Shinsuke and Chad Gable, I think, was the match of the night. Because I'm, I'm a huge Chad Gable fan. Chad I want to see, see him win the uh, Intercontinental title. Go ahead, Mike. I said I, I think Chad Gable is coming up lately. And they're, oh, actually yeah. giving, they're giving him the push that he deserves. Because he is a great wrestler out there. He's He does great in the ring and everything. So. There you go, my, my NXT... My notes for NXT just got, I don't know what I do with them. But, <laughs> I mean, I just had them up here and I don't know what they're nothing just but honest. We're nothing but honest, okay? <laughs> it just disappeared. So I'll just jump into Dynamite. Dynamite was good. Uh, so Strickland, Jay Lethal, uh, Roosh, Jay White. I was not a fan of that Swerve versus Jay Lethal match. Really quick, why did that start the show? Heel versus heel? It made me completely out of Dynamite. I did not want to watch, really. I was bored. Well, well see, you were all excited about the Street Profits, and and they're a freaking heel fact, heel heel well, group. Street Profits, Street Profits are awesome. Shout yeah, out to JD. It was a heel on heel match. Why do you like what you like that? You freaking texted us in the group. I'm like, what the? Fuck? I love JD. <laughs> yeah, I do. Right? Love JD. <laughs> well, Swerve Swerve's almost turning babyface. He's kind of 
He's kind of a tweener right now. The fans want it. Yeah, he's getting huge pops now, and I'm interested to see what they're going to do with him. Um, let's see here. Bruce J. White was good. Uh, let's see here. Thomas Tony Storm, she got to do her little speech. Ruby Soho, Sky Blue, and a J. Um, I'm a huge fan of Sky Blue. She has come a long way. I love so, Sky Blue. Well, she's she's. I like this little dark turn she's taking. Yeah, for sure. I like the other one too, though. It's all good. All Sky Blue is good. Sky Blue. <laughs> <laughs> right, and uh, I think match of the night was uh, Moxley, Mark Briscoe. Huge fan of Mark Briscoe. Um, you know, I hate what happened, but still. I'm glad that they're actually giving him a chance now. Right. And then uh, Orange Cassidy, Hook, and Shibata. I love Orange Cassidy. Yeah. So I love Shibata. I wish they'd do something more with with uh, with him. I know he's a pure champion, but I love to see him just kind of do, do his own thing. I'm with you, Efren. I think Orange Cassidy's what uh, entertainment and wrestling is all about. Athleticism and wrestling, all of it, entertainment. He's everything. Orange, Willow. Willow, love Willow. Love Willow. Ryan Nemeth. Efren, I was there for the ROH uh, one that was here in New Jersey. Uh, it was right in New Jersey. And when she faced Athena for the ROH uh, Women's Championship. And I'm going to tell you, the crowd was demanding Willow to win. Didn't happen, but it was a great moment. Efren, I got to ask, why Ryan Nemeth? <laughs> He's a Hollywood hunk. Why not? So kind to me. Everyone I mentioned was on Celebrity Game event. <laughs> and, uh no they were all they were all extremely kind every time i meet these people i i remember all they're trying to do is feed their families and do their best and they were all super kind to me they're good people good yeah i like pretty good peter <laughs> i know he's in that like group thing too i like pretty peter he's uh i've interacted with him a couple times I awesome love dude peters Awesome, awesome dude. Hello. Every time I've talked to him, really awesome. Arca, Arca, Peter Arca. Avalon, that is. That's what I mean. <laughs> uh, so I found my NXT stuff real quick, so just real fast. No Dar, Chad Gable. Uh, it was a draw, Chad Gable. I found them. I had to pull them up again. <laughs> so I found my shit. I love Trent Beretta. Oh, oh yeah, huge fan of Trent Beretta. <laughs> <laughs> That's my thing, Efren. Quit doing that. All right. Humberto Carrillo, Angel Garza. Um, I think they're going to be, I want to point this out real quick. I think they're going to be joining uh, uh, the guy that turned on Ray. I'm forgetting his name right now. What's his name? I'm forgetting it. Uh, It's uh, Santos Escobar. Oh, wrong Ray. (laughs) I'm looking forward to that too, Devin. I think it's going to happen. Josh Briggs beat Carmelo Hayes in an Iron Survivor Challenge qualifying match. That kind of surprised me, but it's good to see they're pushing Briggs. Uh, Blair Davenport defeated Thea Hill in their Survivor Challenge qualifying match. Eddie Thorpe, Charlie Dempsey. Huge fan of Charlie Dempsey. I wish they'd do more with him. They will. They got the right, He's got the right dad. Yeah, I think he's got it in his blood. I think he's got it. <laughs> William Regal, uh, for those of you at home, with the inside joke. <laughs> and then Zia Lee getting beat by uh, Lara Valkyria. I was surprised because I think they're—I thought they were doing a little push with Zali. Then she goes up there and gets gets beat. But good match. I'm glad they're pushing Lara Vicaria. She's good. Shout out Noam Dar in the metaphor. 
The metaphor. Love, love everything about them. <laughs> he's he's growing on me. I'm glad finally. He's good. He's <laughs> damn good in the ring. I think he's growing on me. But that's it. Like I said, we'll talk about Survivor Series next week. Because um, that's that's a lot of damn wrestling already. It is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'll talk about Survivor Series. I got to talk about all this shit before it. So we'll build up to next week. <laughs> that means back to you, James. Yes, Can't sir. wait to talk about Survivor Series and then post that episode like two weeks after it happened. What's <laughs> funny is we talked about a Survivor Series for the first part of the show. Yeah, we didn't talk about the whole show. Then. Um, all right. <laughs> Michael Cole I, I, said Sting on Survivor Series. I thought that was cool. And plus, I will put over Randy Orton to the moon. But Jericho's uh, there. Yeah, we need a we need a good hour for the next week for that. <laughs> I cut it down to forty. All right. Hey, well, listen, uh... Devin, go for the beer. <laughs> There's a mute button on your microphone, Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Moving I didn't realize on. I was getting close. Uh, appreciate that, Adam. Uh, always good stuff. Love to know what's uh, happening in the world of wrestling because, uh, no lie, I don't really watch much these days due to my new work schedule. So it's good to be caught up, you know, and especially by an entering performer. Uh, that being said, I guess moving along is a. Uh, I'll just uh, make my part real quick. On the outline, it says the spirit of Efren. Because Brad writes on the outline, the spirit of whatever, and then just, like, you know, puts in uh, something for me to talk about. And uh, what better person to talk about than our guests here? Uh, I know you mean a hell of a lot to me. I know you mean a lot to uh, all of us here. You mean a lot to more people than you probably realize, Efren. So uh, That's, I'm I'm really – uh, That hits me very much. That, that well, means man, you do. Like, you're a, that, you're that a really – I don't, I don't know that, but when I hear that, 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 that gets me. You're a big, you're a big lifeblood, and you bring a, a lot of joy to all of us. I don't know if you know that or not, but you, I do not. A lot of our well, happy you know moments how much I love you. you. You know, <laughs> I've said it. Hell, I said it at Top Guy Weekend, the second one. Like, dude, you fucking crushed it. Like, you're the MVP of this whole trip. And you know, we got to meet all these famous people. But what did we all just say? Oh, dude, game event at Top Guy Weekend, awesome. And uh, the amount of joy that you uh, provide us. And, uh, like, all the creativity is, like, really inspiring because you're just constantly, like, what's next? What's next? What's next? You know? Nothing holds you down, and you break through, like, everything, you know? So I love that. And uh, I think it's an admirable thing that you bring for sure. But, yeah, man, just wanted to take a quick time to say uh, thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. You got a bunch of fans here. You got a bunch of our listeners are fans of you. You're a great fucking human being. And, uh. I can't wait to see what's next for you, man. Like in all honesty, I really like what you're doing. You, uh, you're you light kind. us up, man. You, you light up a lot of people's lives and a lot of us have dark times and like, we need people like you and I'm glad that you were you love it. If anybody all wants right. to add anything, Last they can. I ever thought I would tear up on <laughs> the cow crew. <laughs> right. Wow. I'm glad you're finally branching out to do another show, man. Yeah. I just love listening to you. Available now. I've been uh, talking about you uh, to my wife for two years about how how much I like you, how much I, I just how entertaining you are as well. And I like I showed her I showed her the picture today. I said he, it's today's the day. <laughs> so yeah, I was real excited. That that I'll say it again. That means so much. Thank you. Since it's talking up Efren, minute I want to join in because me and Efren have uh, we've been friends for like three or four years now. Uh, 
I absolutely, I, I fallen in love with the person Efren and, uh, your friendship truly means a lot to me and my wife, Erica, with our personal phone calls, at least once it's not, it's not as often as it should be probably like once a month, but, uh, I absolutely love it. F and I, uh, your friendship truly means the world. This was me five minutes ago. This is me now. I have to go to the chiropractor. My head's so big right now. So. <laughs> I know when me and Frank went when we did our cross country uh, drive. You probably called us eight or nine different times just to make sure we was okay. In a half hour. <laughs> you you called yeah probably yeah in an, in an hour you called us eight times. I'm just still to make sure we was okay. Dollar Uber welcome food uh, delivery I sent you. Yeah, that's right. He actually sent us food like when we when he when Frank first moved to New Orleans, uh, he actually called and ordered his food, and I had to go downstairs and wait on the guy because he was so damn lost. But uh, it was like the first night there, he called and ordered his food. We didn't know it. How was your chocolate shake, Adam? <laughs> It'd have been better if you'd been there with me to drink it. That's what he said. <laughs> I two know. straws. Now available, episode one is available on YouTube. All game events, search the game event, Efren. The first uh, season is also now available for free on YouTube. The continuation of season one of IRFB, Candace Michelle versus Beth Phoenix. Monday, November 27th on Premier Streaming Network. Sign up at premierstreamingnetwork.com for only $9.99 a month. Get access to this. Great podcast like the Kickout Crew. Best independent wrestling in the world, and have a chance to be a contestant on a future game event. And don't forget, ad free shows, the Royal Rumble watch along, hosted, hosted by me. Your chance to win up to $1,000. Adfreeshows.com. You are so good at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like always like fumble at the beginning of the episodes. I'm like, uh, check our socials, uh, whatever. <laughs> I promise you, you're, you're, you're going to love IRFB. Sit down, make sure you have your second screen, get immersed by it. You're going to love it. He's Kyoto's amazing. I definitely agree. And as far as that milkshake goes, he didn't bring any boys to the yard. So apparently I wasn't doing it right. I'm still here. So I brought one. Boom. Mm -hmm. I like it. Well, uh, Brad, are we doing uh so I have the listener questions after if you got a few more minutes and then to go, to go into the, cause it's, well, it sounded like you were signing off. That's the first thing I asked. If you had Devin just texted us. It sounded like uh, Evan's done. And I'm like, I agree. <laughs> so let's just do the questions and I'll go right into I'm completely good. Um, I'll go right into the, uh, the, the segment, the, the quick one, and then we'll, we'll, we'll put a bow on this pretty quick, but Allison Faye, friend of the show. In honor of Efren, and because I haven't asked a question in a while, who has the best bald head in wrestling today and all time? And I have an echo. <laughs> God. So I would, the first person that came to my head is Bundy. Bundy has a, a, a famous one. I don't know if it's the best one. But uh, what, Dax, right? Dax is pretty. Oh, that's a good one. Pretty fabulous, I would think. Anyone else have a suggestion? Well, I guess today you're not talking about Stone Cold anymore, right? No, Stone Austin Austin didn't didn't have a good bald head. 
What about oh, Bobby Lashley? He has a good bald, bald head. Bit going. Mm-hmm. See, Austin was bald. He didn't have a good bald head, though. Like, Bundy had a famous... Another feeling. Head, but it wasn't... <laughs> That's fine. I have some great answers there. This is from Matt M. Friend of the show, Matt M. Would you rather poop out your eyeballs or see your own butthole? <laughs> I've literally seen my own butthole. So, <laughs> I agree with Efren. I've I have literally done, seen it on a screen. I don't I don't want poop nowhere near my eyes. Right. Yeah. All right. Insanitary. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. this is from yeah. yeah. What's more insane? Efren from Phoenix asks, "What's more insanitary, pooping in your eyes, or putting your blood into someone else's mouth?" <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the first one. Barely, I think. Barely, yeah. I think it's a 5149 out there. So Ben Jones wants to know from down under. Under the show, Ben Jones. If Larry, if Larry Sanders, if Larry Sanders had a wrestler on his show, who would Efren want that to be? (laughs) I know this answer. I, I have one ready. Wait, wait, wait. Repeat the question. Okay. <laughs> if Larry Sanders had a wrestler on his show, who would Efren want that to be? There's only one I think who would who would complete the Larry Sanders show. That would be Bret Hart. Okay, we'll be right back with uh the Beach Boys. Beach Boys, no flipping, no flipping. We're clear. And this will be Larry. And Brett will Brett would say. Did, do you, did I do a good job? Do you think I was okay? okay. And this will be Larry. Oh, yeah, you were great. No, no, I'd love to have you back. Ignores him for the rest of the time. <laughs> I think Brett would be concerned about how he how he left on Larry Sanders. Nice. <laughs> Go ahead, Devin. Uh, so I got a listener question from my wife, Erica. She wants to know... Erica? Uh, once in a while. So, uh, she wants to know what got you into becoming a game show host. Well, I always pretended to be a game show host when I was younger. I love I love Wink Martindale, Dick Clark, Dick Clark. I love and Peter Tamark, and I just I had like like IRFB tomorrow, and and the game event. It was. It started out as an idea among friends, and I just kept pushing towards it. I said, there's, with both things, there's nothing out there like this. So why not try it? If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Maybe I always wanted to be a game show host. What, there's nothing wrong with giving people other people's money. Right? Good Excellent answer. answer. Excellent Good answer. answer. Good answer. In an entertaining fashion. Friend of the show, Chris Domino. Can you imagine how awesome it must feel to give someone a million dollars in a one-hour show? Yeah. Completely change their whole life. Change their be whole be life here. right there. It's a great feeling. And the game event has, you know, like like all game shows. Little bits of magic that you can't script that just 
make the world happy and the world go round. Why the technical difficulties? No, not those. <laughs> I, I got a question for you, real quick. So yeah. you said originally I'm you want to show be my Whitaker, <laughs> right? You you <laughs> wanted to become just... a referee, but what turns you on into wrestling itself? I have a degree in musical theater. I love sports. I think there's a 10% homosexual aspect to that, but I don't think it's more. I think it's less. I, I do, but I it's, it's hard. I mean, there are guys in tights who look good. It's just, that that's a fact of wrestling. But I love the theatrics of sports and, and knowing it's all theater, I think that's what did it for me. Like my favorite match of all time is is Dude Love versus Austin with Vince McMahon as the referee. Patterson as the guest ring announcer. Uh, Briscoe as the guest timekeeper. And Vince doing, like, how is Austin going to, to, going to win this match if the only way he's going to win is if McMahon counts three by my hand only? And he's never going to count the three. So how's it going to happen? The theatrics and how that, that's why I love wrestling. So what was the first match you were, you remember watching? I think it was killer Khan versus Hulk Hogan in a stretcher match. Stretcher matches sucked in house shows. Cause you're like, Oh, you put him on the stretch. And you wouldn't see him for like two minutes. And then they fight. Oh, he's back in the ring. I guess he got up. Killer Khan. What a shout one. out Killer Khan <laughs> reference. <laughs> so one more question. It's going to be an F Mary Kill. Okay. Fuck Mary Kill. And it's from our good friend of the show, Antonio Santos. Antonio Santos. For for Efren, he said it's hey, a son. for you. Let me write these down. Go for it. So we have Big Mama from Big Mama's house. Not Martin Lawrence, but the real I, Big Mama. I thought it was the one from Glow. <laughs> Damn. Roseanne uh-huh. and Queen Latifah. Do you have a men one too? Yes, I do. Okay. John I, Goodman. Hold on. I don't do it with women out of respect for, you know, because I think it's a little disrespectful. Okay. okay. John so, Goodman. And that's, and that's a me thing. Um, Okay. I know if it was Kyoto, he'd say Roseanne, Roseanne, Roseanne. <laughs> yes. Was well, that a moment on his show? Yes. Driving. This is this is us, all of us. Do do do. Right turn. What the fuck did he just say? <laughs> Backwards fifteen. I call Polly up. I call my best friend Polly up. I go, are you fucking kidding me with that answer? Really? He laughed. Okay, who are the men? So this is what makes me laugh. Some of these are in character. Some of them are real names. <laughs> okay. John Goodman. Uh-huh. Carl Winslow. Yes. <laughs> the character. Oh, yeah. And James Avery. And that, of course, is from Fresh Prince. Uncle Phil. Uncle, Uncle Phil. Phil. Yes. And so, Reginald Del Johnson. Goodman. Not the, and not the actor that plays Carl Winslow. We're talking about Carl Winslow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go with the way you wrote it, and Carl James Avery. Winslow. 
And well, you James, know, Brad, it's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. And James Avery? Yep. Okay. That is just Uncle, for you. Love you, bro. You wrote. John Goodman. I would fuck Carl Winslow and I would fuck James Avery. That's there it is. <laughs> All right, Amy. Thanks, Amy Vaughn. <laughs> Someone else that doesn't know how to play, huh, guys? That's a rule breaker. <laughs> right? Right? All right. Well, that's it. That's it for me. Moving on. My James, brilliant. back to you. I like that uh, Amy reference in that answer. That was, uh, that was funny. <laughs> Explain that one to me. Amy came on the show, and I, of course, had a FTR one. FTR so one on Anderson. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not sure which one it was, but she was gonna fuck him first, then kill him. Uh -huh. <laughs> I go, no, no, that's not the game. Just it's gonna be my game. You know how she talks, and that's what started the feud with me and Amy, and why I got kicked in the nuts at Tough Guy Weekend. <laughs> she rewrote the whole rules for uh, F FMK. It was hilarious. She she made a line in there that was like. Oh, I'm sorry, Brad. I didn't know that there was a Hasbro a manual for FMK. Because he Not doesn't awesome. explain the rules. I'm like, the rules are pretty clear. Like it was, it went on for a while, but it was fun. Uh, fantasy booking was magic. Anyone, Doctor Tom Pritchard, and everyone who participated in that, I was so proud of everyone who went in there, man. Thank you. I was <laughs> Adam. Yeah, Adam, the one with training, goes in there first and just fucking... There's a bunch of bullshit, complete right. bullshit with Adam being first. Right. All of a sudden, we're living up to his him. crap. Like, he freaking, oh, what a great teacher I am, huh? <laughs> and there was so much support and love from everyone outside rooting you on. That's why we're here. Yes, definitely. That's why we're here. It is a cool thing about uh, the Afri shows, like, fam, you know? We may not all get along, but in a moment like that, Nobody was like, look at that. Nobody was talking shit. Everybody was supporting everyone. Like, it's cool. It, was, as fuck it really see. was magic. It really was. That was, I, I couldn't stop screaming for everyone. <laughs> That's what sparked this whole referee thing was being in the ring again. Love it. Love it. Thank you, Amy. Yeah, thank you, Amy. All right, Amy, James, back you. to you, pal. Well, uh, you know, we've been, uh, Talking about a lot of things that we've been watching, but hey, Devin, what are the kids watching these days? So I'm have a really short Devin's demographic for you. I've been fully enthralled in the college football this year, watching like any game that's been on ESPN or been on the ACC network. So I say this week, just make sure you're watching all the conference bowl games. There's a lot of really great games that are going to be out there. And keep watching because next week and in the future weeks, I'm going to be announcing some of the actual bowl games that are going to be here. So, back to you, James. Adam from Bama, I have a question. Yes, sir. Oh, I have a statement. Fourth and goal from the 31. Hmm. Adam from Bama. Fourth and goal from the 31. Auburn deserved to lose that Unbelievable. game. Unbelievable. Never seen like it. That's insane. How do you not play prevent in that situation? <laughs> Uh, I got to stretch my arm out. Uh, uh, hell, they only rush two. How do you only rush two people? And still get beat. How do nine yeah. people not know how to cover five? <laughs> What's the longest guest you've had on here? Oh, Stunt Marshall without a Oh, Stunt Marshall. <laughs> he went like he three, three hours with him. 
independent wrestler stuff. Oh, his Marshall. birthday too. Nine minutes away now. <laughs> he'd come on here on his birthday. Okay. And he was feeling his birthday. Oh, <laughs> really? <for sure. laughs> and I got to kick it with him a weekend in Jacksonville. A lot of that cannot be said on air, but he's a, <laughs> he's a fucking awesome dude. He right. he's real awesome. Had a lot of fun at that. Uh, I knew I was going to forget the name of that promotion in Jacksonville. Uh, I think it's USWA. AEW, the one in Jacksonville is AEW. <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, they had a independent show at a uh, on a base at the uh, whatever you call it. Uh, yeah, really, really doing a bang up job on this one, James. <laughs> but anyway, hung out with them afterwards. Uh, we went to a barcade, which is always fun. Oh. And did then, uh, yeah, just kicked it. Did they have pinball? Oh, yeah. I love pinball and beer. God, I love <laughs> Balls and beer, let's get it. Favorite pinball machine. <laughs> Kiss. Oh, that's a good one. There's a sweet Aerosmith one, too. Yeah. Ninja Turtles is the best. Tommy yeah, was mine. That and Medieval Madness were the castle breaks. Everyone loves that. Thank you for oh. having me, guys. Devin, I figured your demographic would be thinking Ireland. Uh, I should be, because in Ireland, the kickout crew is currently sixth in wrestling podcasts. So we want to give a special shout out and a special thank you to all of our listeners in Ireland. And a special shout out to all of you in America who've gotten us up into the top 200. Thank you. It's not gonna. It's it is humbling to look at that and see who we were ahead of. Jim Cornette, Jim Cornette, um, Million Dollar Man, and RVD. Those were what was ahead of us. So think of the other ones that we haven't mentioned on, you know, the ad free shows community. That and we de- debuted at number six. It's not like we started at like two fifty and inched <laughs> our way up. Debut, brand new, number six, top ten. I was. Shitting kittens that day. Happy Thanksgiving, two years in a row. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Thanksgiving is like our most popular time. For some reason, like. people listen to us on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Internationally known, baby. That's you. That's it. Well, that was you, man. Thank you. Yeah, that'll end my demographic for this week. So that's uh, back to you, James. Hey, James, you? actually, real quick. Because uh, all of our listeners out there don't really know, but while we're recording, it's James's birthday. So happy birthday, happy James! Happy birthday, Elkari! Thank you, thank you. As much yeah. as I Second birthday celebration, seeing how you celebrated it in Ireland last night, Hey-o, <laughs> exactly yesterday. <laughs> I don't like to yeah, really brag right. about myself or talk about myself much, but uh, get your first lie. Go ahead. <laughs> well, thanks uh, to everyone. Hey, man. It's not like I can wish myself happy birthday. And it don't mean shit, really. But hearing all the kind outpouring words and things that people have said, and a lot of them have lied, and a lot of them have checks <laughs> in the mail. But, uh, you know, just reading some of that stuff, it's really cool. Like, sometimes I may not feel like I'm doing the best or making the best decisions, but then to read some of the stuff people wrote, like, you're not doing that bad, James. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, you know, keep going. Love it. Uh, Efren, thank you so much, brother. I'm glad you finally got on with us. Uh, this this was awesome. Please have me back. I would love oh, to come always. back. Oh, we want you back. That's the thing. We definitely want you back. 
You just got to get with Brad. I rap B. Candace Michelle versus Beth Phoenix tomorrow, Monday night, November 27th, Premier Streaming Network. You, you're you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Thank you so much, Efren. We appreciate you, man. Yeah, I love you, buddy. Versus Shane, available for free on YouTube. Search IRFB, Mike Yoda. IRFB and the game event. And the game event also available on, on YouTube. Adam, I'm holding you to watching that show tonight. He will. No, yeah, I definitely will. I'm surprised he hasn't started already. <laughs> <laughs> He'll watch everybody else's shit except for the matches that we're going to cover on our show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me, guys. Yes, sir. Thank you. Greatly appreciated, right. Efren. So, what is next week? Oh, next week we're going to cover a couple of uh, December ma- uh, December pay per views. In your house, twelve. It's time. Bret Hart versus Psycho Sid, and Holiday Hell '95. Sabu versus Cactus Jack. Wow. And who's your special guest next week? We don't have one. Okay. <laughs> you all come back. I'll do <laughs> Maybe after some time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's time to bring it on home, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once again, Efren, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, it's an honor to have you on our show. It's uh, your show, but, you know, it's an honor to have you on, man. Really, really appreciate it. Love talking to you. Can't wait to see you in Tampa, man. Really uh, looking forward to that. Every time uh, we hang out, always a blast. So need more of that, you know, for sure. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank the crew right here. You know, uh, got a good thing going here, and I hope everybody enjoys it. Be sure to l- watch us on, uh, you know, Premiere Streaming Network. Uh, listen to us wherever you get your podcast. You can uh, follow us on all socials and uh, watch the clips, share the clips. You know, be a friend, tell a friend about, you know, this show. That being said. I'm at uh, Efren Blackjack, by the way, on social media. There you go. Watch on premiere. Go ahead. Yeah, as uh, you know, as the holiday season is upon us, and you know the end of the year is uh, drawing near, sometimes it's good for everybody, and sometimes it's a little tough for some people. But the thing about it is, uh, you know, your toughest times may seem dark, but there's always that light at the end of the tunnel. So always be sure that you walk forward, you put your fucking chin up, chest out, or uh, you know. As uh, Tony Storm says, I'll leave that there, but always be sure to strive forward. Try to improve every day. Because here's the thing when life pins you down, you just kick out it too, baby. And that's what we do on your show, The Kickout Crew. So, uh, hey, I've got nothing else to say. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. It's clobbering time. <laughs>